This is episode 305 of the AWS podcast, released on March 31st, 2019. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. I'm Alicia here with you. Great to have you back. Today, we're going to talk about saving money, one of my favorite topics to discuss on the podcast because it's something that hopefully you can apply in your own environment. And we're going to talk about saving 70 to 90% on your compute costs. Does that get your attention? Have your ears pricked up? Yes, we're going to talk about our old friend Amazon EC2 spot instances. And a lot has changed since the last time uh, I've covered this on the podcast. We've covered it a few times because it's always evolving. But let's start at the start. You can get significant savings on all types of EC2 instances in all types of different regions and not have to change too much of your workflow, particularly depending on the kind of application you're deploying. So if you've got workloads that are transient or periodic, things like CICD, render farms, batch jobs, etc., this can be a really important part of your overall environment. You can also use some more sophisticated techniques to blend together spot and on-demand instances to make sure you have capacity when you need it, but also pay the lowest possible cost. And I'll talk you through that shortly. But just as a reminder, Amazon EC2 spot instances are the same instance types, the same uh infrastructure, configuration, et cetera, as your on-demand EC2 instances. However, you get to bid on the capacity at a price of your choosing. Now, the way EC2 spot works is that different instance types have different demand profiles in different regions and different availability zones. And so they all have a different market spot price. What this means is that you can bid on capacity at a price that you're comfortable in paying to get access to the capacity you need when you need it based upon that price. So you may think, for example, that a particular workload you're only willing to pay, let's say, a dollar an hour for, so that may be your particular bid, and if it gets processed for that, you're happy, and if it doesn't get processed for that, you're willing to wait. These are kind of the trade-offs you can make. But a more common trade-off is how to get something done faster for the same cost. So let's say you're going to spend uh, $10 to have something processed across 10 hours, where you could spend $10 to have it processed in one hour if you can divide it amongst 10 different instances. The permutations are really endless. The bottom line is you could save money. Now you may be saying, well, Simon, you're going on about saving money. How much can I save? Well, there's a great new tool that you may not be aware of called the EC2 Spot Instance Advisor. And this is an interactive tool that lets you uh, scroll through the different regions, select your instance types or your vCPU and memory requirements. And you can see, firstly, what the savings over on-demand are. And you can also see the frequency of interruption. And the frequency of interruption is an important thing to consider. So the difference between spot instances and on-demand instances is a spot instance can be terminated. Now, when might it be terminated? Well, it will be terminated if you as a user terminate it. And in the last three months, 93% of the reason why spot instances got terminated was because the user had finished with them and just turned them off. However, they can also be terminated if the prevailing market price for the spot instance exceeds your bid price. If this takes place, then you'll get a two-minute warning where you can do any post-processing you might need to do. Let's say you need to copy something off the uh, off the server or get the last-minute log files, etc., and then it goes away. Now, there is also a Hibernate function, which I'll talk about shortly. But in general, when you're thinking about workloads that are suitable for spot instances, it should be those stateless workloads or those workloads where you can copy state off very, very quickly before it gets terminated. Now, again, you can get a good feeling for the frequency of interruption using this uh, really useful spot instance advisor tool because it tells you on a rolling average what the uh, termination frequencies have been for different instance types over the last 30 days as well as the savings. 
Let's do a live example. So I have chosen Asia Pacific Sydney region because that's the region I do most of the stuff that I do in. And I'm having a look at some of the figures here. So I can see that, for example, the M1 Medium, which is a single CPU machine with 3.75 gig of memory, I can get 90% savings on that. And the frequency of interruption has been less than 5%. But what if I need something bigger? Let's say I need a, a chunkier sort of server. So I can see here that the, uh, the M1 Extra Large, which is four CPUs, also 90% and uh, also less than 5% terminations. Whereas I can see, for example, the M2 X large also gives me 90% savings, but has a higher frequency termination rate. It's over 20%. So obviously some more fluctuation there. But what about some bigger instances? Let's get something with a bit more memory and a bit more CPU and see what we can get here. So I can interactively put into the uh, tool what I want to see. And then I can get some results. So I can see, for example, an R34X large, which has 16 vCPUs and 122 gig of RAM, offers me an 83% saving over on demand. And it gets interrupted between 5 and 10% of the time. So you can see you get a feel for that sort of thing. Now, that was in Asia-Pacific. What if I flip across to uh, US West Ohio? Let's have a look at what that one is. And if I can figure back down to the minimum just to see what we've got here. So I can see there again... Uh, some very common instance types give me some good savings. So for example, I can be using M2 4X larges at 90% off the rate and it has less than 5% frequency of interruption. So you can see how you can use this tool to interact with the market and with the environment to see what bidding strategy or instance types may suit best. Now, again, with these types of workloads, it's good to have some flexibility in terms of the instance types that you're going to use for your processing because that gives you more options to bid on different types of capacity. Now, you may say, well, this is all sounding very uh, complicated and challenging. Surely there's a way we could make this easier. And the answer is, of course, yes. Yes, you can. And this is called EC2 Spot Fleets. And the way Spot Fleet works is it's a collection or a fleet of spot instances and really interestingly, optionally on-demand instances. So what the Spot Fleet attempts to do is to launch the number of spot instances and on-demand instances to meet the target capacity that you specified for your Spot Fleet request. Now, what it will do is fulfill the maximum price, so it won't go over the price you specified, but also you can specify if capacity is more important to you than price. So you can replace, if you have a lack of spot instances available to you, those instances with on-demand. Now, the nice thing is in the past, you had to kind of do some pretty funky things with uh, autoscaling groups to make this behavior happen. Now you don't. You can just specify a spot fleet request and get the capacity and the pricing that you need. You can do a whole lot of different strategy things in terms of how you choose to allocate your spot instances across different zones and regions and pools because each spot pool has different pricing and that can play in your favour because you can aim your workloads at particular pools that are cheaper. You can also provide instance weighting so you can indicate which instances you prefer. Maybe there's an instance type that's more efficient for your workload so you can aim towards that. However, you can also fall back to other instance types as well. You're starting to get the... Uh, the feeling that there's lots of knobs and dials that you can configure if you need to, but you don't have to. You also have the option to configure what happens to spot instances when they are interrupted. They could be terminated, which is typically the most common one that we use, particularly if you're doing some sort of ephemeral processing. They can be stopped and they can also now be hibernated as well. So there's a specific set of instance types that support hibernation and a whole bunch of different operating systems, including Amazon Linux 2, uh, Ubuntu, Windows Server, etc. I'll link in the show notes the details about this. But this gives you an option to actually save or hibernate the spot instance when they're interrupted and then allow it to start again later on. Now, this is really useful for very specific use cases where you need to maintain the state 
to make your workload work. So it's not for everything. However, it is a useful uh, case to solve a number of customer problems that needed this capability, which is why the team put it together. The best practice though is to have your state stored off the instances and that way it doesn't matter if they're interrupted at any time, you can continue processing. The Elastic File System is a great platform for that sort of data, databases, uh, also of course DynamoDB, etc. Really anything that makes sense for your particular workload that can persist, that's going to be useful for using at the back end of a spot instance. Now if you'd like to dive deep into the data behind the spot instance pricing, you can get long-term information, you can collect the spot instance data feed. Now this can be delivered into your Amazon S3 bucket and basically you subscribe to this feed and you can do analytics, et cetera, to get the most out of it. Now, the nice thing is, is that the, uh, the interface I mentioned before, which is the spot instance advisor, kind of makes this a lot easier for you to visualize. However, a lot of my customers have some pretty sophisticated bidding strategies and they like to have that data input all the time and that's where the feed comes into play. And that allows you to have really good insight into the fluctuations of prices where they take place to take action on that. Now, the good news is that prices actually don't fluctuate that much. It's not kind of like a wild, crazy ride where prices are going up and down. They're typically pretty stable. And this is where diving into the particular instance types you want becomes useful because there may be a few classes of instance types where the prices fluctuate a little bit more. The trick there is, is of course, not to pick those particular instance types. Pick the ones where you see a nice, low, stable price for the last 30 days. Go with those and you can get some savings. The other nice thing is that all this ties very neatly into your existing processes. So if you're using templates and doing launches of EC2 instances, all this will be very familiar to you with just a few extra options. Or if you're using the spot fleets, there's a little bit of extra learning and a few extra power commands that you can use to take most advantage of that. The bottom line though is if you're running EC2 workloads and anything transient or periodic, this is a really important technology to understand because it gives you access to very effective savings as you need to or conversely as I mentioned the ability to get far more processing for your dollar. I often see people doing big data processing, analytics, uh, scientific computing using this platform because what it means is they can spread their workload out and get a lot more CPU for their dollar whilst maintaining complete control over how much they spend. So remember you set the ceiling of how much you want to pay and you can maximize your processing for that. This can get you results much more quickly. The other thing I'd recommend is this is something that's worth spending a little bit of time diving into because the payoff is really big. You can imagine even if you're saving 50% of your EC2 cost, that can be a significant saving to your ongoing application operations, which you can feed into innovation and other cool things. And if you're saving 70 to 90%, well, that's a, at a very high level of happiness from your CFO, that's for sure. So a technology worth looking at, this area evolves all the time. It's become far easier to use, far more effective in giving you price savings and a lot more visibility in what the prevailing prices are. So again, if you're an EC2 user, you need to understand spot and in particular spot fleets. I'll put lots of links in the show notes. There's some great blogs, some videos, some examples, etc. The ramp up is pretty quick to get really great benefit from it. I'll put some links in the show notes. There's lots of interesting blog posts and videos. And of course, the documentation itself takes you through it in detail. It really is worth spending a little bit of time to get a lot of savings. I hope this has been useful. We do love to get your feedback. AWS podcast at amazon.com. We're on all the major podcatchers. If there's a podcatcher we've missed somehow, please let us know. We'd love to know that and to put it on there. If you can take the time to give us a rating or a review, that would also be much appreciated. Or just tell someone, hey, the AWS podcast is out there. Did you know? And until next time, Keep on building.